0: Jamie, read the Bible. Paul and Jamie, read the Bible. Amen. Hello, Paul. Hello, Jamie. How are you? Very well, thank you. Jamie. Welcome, everyone, to episode four of the Paul and Jamie Read the Bible podcast. Uh, this time it's personal. Yeah, it, <laughs> it is. is. This time it's personal. That wasn't a statement, that was the title. Personal. This time it's personal. Uh, we're looking at Mark 5 and 6 today. You are very welcome to join us. Um, a couple of house things to get out of the way. House things. Yeah. What's the, what's the phrase? Um. Housekeeping. 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 Some housekeeping to, <laughs> to do. <laughs> That's it. Housekeeping. Brilliant. You can, yeah, this is great. This is really we're off to a good start um so the first thing is uh friends of Padre Turb. let's get this over we we did uh it did go on for a bit didn't it last time so uh this fortnight we've had uh three new inductees into the hall of fame that is friends wow. of Padre Turb. just now have you seen it's got a special part on the blog no it no two i have minutes to type it up two minutes yeah. to type it up looks impressive Nice. So uh, and nice. Sam Wigginton, who was inducted last time, I believe, was um, Said it was one of the 300 <laughs> most proud moments of his <laughs> of his life. Or something really? Like. So that's not oh, bad. Sam, not bad. Thank us. you
1: so much. That encouragement, <laughs> it means a lot. You're one of like the 300
0: <laughs> nicest people I know. <laughs> Praise indeed. That's Praise it. indeed. Um, so we've got Jill Penny, who uh, handed me a sheet of notes that she'd made. That Jill Penny. Exciting. What I love about that is he said, <laughs> Oh, it's just you know, it's just Jill Penny.
1: That's Paul's mother in law.
0: Don't spoil he it, don't spoil it. To say She's that. lovely. Jill, she I know you're listening. She's a legend. Um we we're very thankful for you. Hi, <laughs> Hi Jill. Hi <laughs> Jill. Very thankful for your support We sport. love you, Jill. So he's gave me some interesting notes. Um, on, I think it was episode two, I believe. She gave you some notes on it.
1: Yeah. Bit much, Jill.
0: <laughs> bit keen. It was bit basically keen like, here dear. are all the things you missed. <laughs> yeah. You Try not to kiss. send
1: us boring notes again, Jill.
0: <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> I haven't read them. Can I have a look at them? Yeah, you can. I'll show you afterwards. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I might do a little <laughs> bit, bit of dead I'm going to do an
1: extra episode where I just rip them apart. <laughs> like, not physically. Wouldn't do that. Waste <laughs> of paper. I mean, emotionally.
0: Oh, still a bit harsh. Jill, um, we've got two more uh, people <laughs> before you just start insulting my family. <laughs> which actually you've already how's, started. But how's your mum? She alright? Yeah, she's very well. Thanks. Good. All the better for not seeing you recently. Yeah, oh, um <laughs> So we've got uh, Scott Crowhurst who got in touch on Twitter. Yes, Scott. Um, and we've got Nathan Forsdyke who called himself Clark Kent on Twitter. So he's got a bit of a uh, nice superiority complex. You know, there next
1: I time, I you next time you pick a nickname. You might just want to go for a superhero, <laughs> like because that's just like a newspaper reporter. Like you might have well just called yourself Murdoch.
0: One of uh, one oh. of my favourite things ever is a, an old radio show called Nineteen uh, O'P Challenge, and it was yeah. like a just a stupid panel game where they just have a stupid rounds. One of my favourite ones in that they they have to come up with new superheroes, and the guy says Clark's Kent, who actually he's not that super; he's just a regional shoe factory. <laughs> <laughs> Clark's Kent. <laughs> One of my favorite jokes. <laughs> nice, which is our
1: way of saying hi, Nathan. <laughs> yes.
0: It's a hi. pleasure to have you on board, sir. You're wonderful. <laughs> so uh, the other things are all the different ways you can get in touch to become a friend of Padraig Turb. We've got a blog at padraturb.wordpress.com. We've got a Twitter, twitter.com/slash forward padraigturb, or no, that cool kids say at padraigturb, don't they? Do they? Find us at Padriturb. uh We've got Facebook com forward slash Paul and Jamie read the Bible and probably someone else's email. That's well, if,
1: I, if I type in Facebook.com forward slash Paul and Jamie read the Bible, mm. that's quick. That's really fast. Yeah. I've go been straight doing to all us. manner of clicking.
0: <laughs> have you done what what my granddad does when he when he wants to look at his own profile? Actually, I think he knows the right way to do it now. But he used to search for Ken Stewart. would have to go through like 50 <laughs> pages of Ken Stewart. <laughs> Click his self. <laughs> To take it to his profile. And then he'd try yeah. and do something. It was, hey, to do this, you need to log in. And then he would That's log it. into Facebook. Maybe, let's maybe say, if he's still struggling
1: with it, maybe Jill Penny could write him some notes on how to do it better. <laughs> That'd be great. Cheers for that, Jill.
0: Ah, we love you, Jill. Um, so, yeah, those three are our newest inductees. Welcome aboard the good ship, PadraTurb. What's <laughs> So, let's get into this. How prepared are you this week, Jamie?
1: Well, this week I am. I'd like to say I'm overly prepared. <laughs>
0: overly, prepared.
1: <laughs> overly prepared? No, I'm not at all. I'm overly underprepared. I think it's fair. So it's been one of those weeks, hasn't really it? Really has, really so, has yeah. for both of us. It's a bit hot, isn't it, to be <laughs> preparing a podcast? Yeah, uh, but let's see what happens. Well, it,
0: we better mention now, actually, before we forget. This is one of those things that you said we must mention. We oh, both yeah. nearly forgot. Uh, we're going to be mixing things up a bit next week. This is our last one in um, Mark for the moment. This will be our fourth episode in Mark. So next time, we're going to have a break, and we're looking at Ecclesiastes, aren't we? Ecclesiastes. Which uh, sounds pretty meaningless to me, but... <laughs> oh, it's really good. <laughs> uh, yeah, well done. That's another all Biblical moment. is amazing. Thank, biblical thank you. Biblical is amazing. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be looking at Ecclesiastes. So over the next couple of weeks, you're all on holiday now. You've got no excuse Knuckled down, read through Ecclesiastes. When you
1: say you're all on holiday, like everyone what, is. Everyone's on holiday. Well, that's it. The, the whole world works up.
0: the English school system. Yeah, and I'm and I'm on holiday, so I just assume when I'm off for two weeks, that yeah. everyone oh, everyone's is. got two weeks <laughs> off. So no excuse, yeah. everyone. We expect you to be uh, all handing us sheets of boring notes. <laughs> yeah,
1: for those of you who aren't on holiday, which is, let's face it, most of you. Um, then still read ecclesiastes the whole thing i reckon it takes about an hour to read mm-hmm. to sit down and read the whole thing from start to finish so what i recommend regardless of age sit down with a beer like i don't like i don't care how old you are just get a beer and <laughs> it read it way.
0: it's the best way to learn just
1: read it just quietly read it and then when you've read it read it. when you've read it that's when you've read it when you've read it when you've read it you can say yeah i've read that read it again I said, oh, yeah, read it again,
0: yeah. If you've got time to finish it, you've got time to do it again. Give it it's, a read. It's a fantastic book. I love it. Yep. Um, I haven't read it for a while, so it'll be interesting coming back to it after after a year or so. Hmm. Um, but there's a load in there. We're going to have such a... It's going to be a really long podcast and yeah. lots of arguments. It's going to be great. Wonderful. So, <laughs> it's Wonderful. something to tune in for. But, yeah, now
1: let's uh, let's carry on with Mark, then. Let, let, let's do this. There was one thing that, that I should, should say before we go into this mm-hmm. that we, we, we've we already given this episode the title this time it's personal because when i was reading through stuff like we, d- we do have a, a bit of conversation in terms of who's going to specifically focus on which passage mm-hmm. like and that normally takes place about seven or eight days before we put the <laughs> podcast out and that so we say so we say right okay this is, I'm going to look at this bit. You look at this bit. But there was one thing that struck me from the passage, and that was how personal this gets now. You've done mm. a lot of introductory stuff to Jesus, but Mark starts to get personal. So naturally, I decided that I would interpret pretty much everything we've read so far, and then also <laughs> also express that we're getting personal this week via the medium of rap.
0: And that's so... Um, do you want to introduce it, like, off the radio?
1: Yeah. Hi,
0: guys. This is
1: a radio show.
0: And... No, come on. Come no, that... on, you can do better than this. Hi, I'm Jamie Gins. Check out my new song. Is that oh, is right. that what they yeah, say? Yeah, the... Oh, okay. Ooh,
1: yeah. Hi, I'm Jamie Gins. <laughs> Check out my new song. Pharisee, satrity, heresy, follow me, Galilee, loving me, MC, JC, history, mystery, prophecy, honesty, integrity, humanity, trinity, identity, priest, try test me, sickness, yeah but i'm god so just wind your neck and drop it this time it's personal let's make this truth more tangible wanna touch my cloak? understandable
0: i'll heal any heart that's worshipful return to the loss with hearts receptive next time i'm trying to gonna bring perspective next man comes saying engal that's because i tell her that she gets out
1: of bed. i'm tired of dealing with these pharisees you know i'm gonna smash it <laughs> Nice. So that's, by now you would have listened to it because we spliced it in. <laughs> yes, we just sat there for a second silently. <laughs> <suddenly. laughs> so yeah, a little bit awkward. It was. It was a moment. So yes, I hope you enjoyed that. I assume that. it
0: was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, no, I have heard it. I have heard it. It's great. It, I'm really, really grateful for that, Jamie. That's I, think, I think it would have changed you.
1: Let's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> not get ahead of You'll <laughs> never be the same again. It's like going to Ibiza. Apparently, if you go to Ibiza come back a changed person is
0: that really that was a direct quote was it yeah but a friend of
1: mine went and he's come back and he's still a Muppet so (laughs) still waiting for the change I can't wait to hear
0: what he has to say (laughs) rubbish Ibiza update next next time (laughs) yeah
1: find out how my friend did when he went to Ibiza
0: my well, he's back life, alive that's a good thing he did come back that's quite well, impressive. I assume
1: he's alive either that or he's a zombie <laughs> and that, but my rule in life is don't go anywhere that won't let you take a copy of the Guardian in with you that's my that's my rule I don't think they let you off the plane in Ibiza if you got a copy of the Guardian <laughs> Anyway, uh, we really haven't discussed much Bible yet, have no, we? No, come so on, let's get going. I think we're stalling because we're <laughs> so over prepared.
0: <laughs> wo- where to start? Okay, so with all these notes. I know where to
1: start. We'll start with the Bible, and we'll start with uh chapter five. It's five and six, so let's steam on the healing of a demon possessed man. Now, Paul, this is chapter five, verses one down to twenty. Yeah. Um Interesting, we spoke about Clark Kent earlier on. That <laughs> I actually thought about Superman because this this passage has a word in it which is decapolis, right? Mm-hmm. And I had actually always thought that a decapolis was going to be some kind of Roman building or some kind of uh, temple or some I I don't know it just sounds something that's kind of yeah. ancient greeky like the acropolis ancient. that's yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, I yeah 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 things like is, that but, but this time I actually bothered to look at the bottom of the page where it tells me what a decapolis is <laughs> and it's 10 cities that's what it yeah. is so and that made me think of all oh, right it's like metropolis where superman lives or clark kent lives and that so that's what it is so, just at the end of this passage, we will go through the passage. But at the end, the guy who, sorry to ruin the ending, but does get healed <laughs> of the demon. It does work. Um, he goes off to in tells everyone about this across a whole decapolis. Wow, that's quite impressive. Across it? ten cities. Obviously, those aren't modern-day-sized cities, but still, big deal for him. So, anyway, decapolis—new word today. I um, like it. Right. Let, let let's get debating straight away i've i've been, I've, been, I have been, I've been waiting for this right in previous mm. in previous podcasts you have spoken about um or we have spoken about how demon possession could be viewed differently today mm-hmm. because of scientific and in particular medical breakthroughs yes right now i think that this is an example of demon possession and Jesus encountering a demon or several demons, mm-hmm. how he deals with them, I can't reconcile that with, with the, certainly not with the view that all demon possession is actually now known to be mental illness or something like that, because when Jesus gets this guy, he is... First of all he's in a, he's in a real state he's living in living in these tombs um and he's completely shunned by his entire um decapolis his entire um region don't want anything to do with him he is he, well they've tried to chain him up but they can't keep him in chains anymore because he's become that strong that he just breaks his way through the chains um, he's basically living like a wild animal jesus comes along and he gets confronted by this guy and jesus says come out of this man you evil spirit then jesus asked what is your name and the whoever jesus is speaking to says my name is legion for we are many and he begged jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. Then, the really strange thing happens. Mm. Like a lot, a lot of strange things I find go on in the Bible. It's almost like I don't know. Like is is it something like Jesus is the like creator of the world? Like when the creator himself arrives on Earth, obviously things that are out of the natural order will start to happen because he mm. has a kind of dominion over the natural order that we just don't i don't know it's just, it's I like, it's like the world yeah. starts to morph it's sort yeah. like you know how like in the matrix neo when he understands, he understands better than the agents how the world actually works uh-huh. and he sees it for what it really is and so he can stop bullets mm, mm. and it's weird he's like is it a, is it a little bit like that With Jesus, it's like, so... I mean, later on, he's going to walk on water. Now, he sends demons into pigs. And those pigs just run over the cliff and into the water. I'm not sure. But it's that in particular, you see. It's like, if you have this this view that demon possession can now be explained as Mm. something else. There is not a person of Satan. There is not... There aren't demons, but what's going on there in terms of, A, the conversation, Mm -hmm. and B, the fact that if it is a legion of mental illnesses that are speaking to Jesus, how can that mental illness then be put into those pigs yeah no that way. do you see what i mean yeah.
0: I, I don't want to dwell too long on this i bet because, you because <laughs> <laughs> no because because again like i said last time we had this discussion it's not necessarily my opinion here isn't necessarily helpful for people listening there might be a couple of people who feel the same, sort of similar way to me i think there'll be a um, lot of people yeah. actually and 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 i don't ever mean to say i have solved the bible or we are now cleverer than the bible is i just i I think those were your exact words (laughs) shortly before we started recording yeah (laughs) i said hey jamie this is what i really think um no i i don't yeah i i have struggles with you know um my belief in satan as the bible describes him but that doesn't necessarily mean that i'm completely rubbishing it and demon possessions and things like that Mm. but just personally these sorts of passages speak more to me if I if I put them in that context, basically, because um, I find like I say I don't know. I, th- I think a lot of it is the context because mm-hmm. at the time people didn't have any other way of explaining stuff. This is why we get into so many arguments about stuff like creation, because did the people who wrote the Bible initially have the tools to to properly describe the act of creation exactly as God did it? You know, and there's some people who say, Yes, it's God inspired, so yes, they did have the tools. Other people say no, it was a completely different context, so we got to read stuff into it. This is one of those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. I, I love that picture that you've got of that as the creator steps into his creation, weird stuff starts happening. And and I think the way I read this is more Jesus to demonstrate his authority. Last week we were talking about um like parables. Uh was that that was last week, wasn't it? It God, was. man, it seems like so long I think long we're ago. looking
1: at it within the context of a Markian
0: priority. That was it. Yes, that was it. Um, <laughs> uh, we love you, Steve. Um, yeah, so we were talking about parables and about how, how Jesus can show his authority by talking, you know, in these sorts of stories. And we also said how we can view some of the acts of Jesus as parables, i.e. that the surface level of what he actually did, there's more to it. And they're kind of pictures in themselves. I see this. You could still say Jesus has the dominion over the pigs. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, there might be some of you saying, well, it's a bit cruel to kill a load of pigs. But that's a brilliant picture, regardless of whether there are actually demons in this man or not. The fact Jesus is showing the fact that he's healed this guy because the guy changes himself. Again, spoilers. Um, but the guy is a completely different man afterwards. And also those pigs running into the sea and drowning themselves is an incredible image that would have meant a hell of a lot to the people in the city Mm -hmm. because you know farming and agriculture and stuff was their lives really Mm -hmm. wasn't it so that speaks volumes and this thing about sort of legion whether it's it is like you say a group of demons in him or whether it's like a dissociative um, brain disorder something like that you know Mm -hmm. Um, that that we that is documented these days, um, the fact that Jesus either he literally puts demons into pigs, or he uses the pigs as a symbol to say this is what I've freed this guy from. I've removed it from him and taken it on the pigs, which again comes out in his his death on the cross. You know, is that thing of like I have taken sin from you and put it on myself. So yeah. I see the pigs either way as a picture of A, Jesus' authority, and B, what he has done for this man. Mm-hmm. So really what I'm saying is it doesn't really matter how you read it. I think, um, yes, I do have that sort of more scientific but view of it. I, d- I don't know,
1: I don't know if, if the view that you hold is necessarily more scientific mm-hmm. in because you're not working from any greater evidence base no. than someone who believes in demon possession. As well, there are, there is so much in terms of science and evidence. There obviously mental illness exists. Mm. Um, obviously, there are some things that we can explain better now. We think we can explain better now mm-hmm. because because of the advances that science have made. Um, I would imagine over the next few centuries, as science advances further, we'll realise that we're wrong about some stuff. Of course we will, yeah. And then science will find new answers and deeper answers. But at the same time, I, th- I just... I get concerned that... Because I'm not a- in any way anti-science at all. Mm-hmm. I think it's an ignorant position to, to be in... To, to stand against the world of science. Mm-hmm. I think that people who scientists are genuinely searching for answers and I would want to join in with that. I would see that as a good thing. Mm-hmm. What I worry about, though, is that in, in our pursuit of the truth, we instantly seem to have this, we just have this tendency, the human race has this tendency to let go of things we have already discovered. We seem to get excited about new possibilities mm-hmm. and we forget about old conclusions. And that, that's, that, uh, I, I suppose that's a byproduct of, of how development works.
0: I, 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 just, I just wonder... I, I want to jump in works. as a way of defending my position mm-hmm. that I see God as a God of science mm-hmm. and ultimate truth. So the way I see scientists, because obviously there are Christian scientists, you know, I think the church sometimes, um, this is the wider church, I think sometimes they can seem a bit worried about science as if it's some sort of anti-God conspiracy. I don't think that's the case, but I think that scientists are effectively doing what we do in our faith. They are, like you say, they're looking for answers, Mm -hmm. but some of them have decided that God can never be that answer. Um, but ultimately they still, they still find beauty in the world, which of course I attribute to God as a Christian. I attribute, you know, life and the way things work to a God of order and a God of love. You know, there are great things in this world. There are beautiful things in this world that I believe God has created for us. However, he created them. I do believe God has dominion over, uh, over the earth, but also as we learn more about the world, we learn how much more God must be involved in science Mm -hmm. Because if God made the world and made it as we understand it, I appreciate what you're saying, stuff can change over time. But I think sometimes if we start maybe being too reticent to get involved with the science, then eventually we'll get to a point where we're kind of almost treating God and Jesus as magic and it's got kind of no place in the real world. And then stuff in the Bible becomes less about things that actually happened and they become more like stories. Your
1: presupposition your presupposition though, is that, Magic has no place in the real world. And that's interesting. <laughs> Your concept of and we shouldn't stand on this for too long. I think I think it's really good to thrash these things yeah, out though. Yeah. And um and I still partially like you at the end of it as well. <laughs> but there is a lot I just struggle to look at Western society and think that we've got it worked out. Of but, course we don't. You know, I, I think it's I think it's really it's just really interesting. Just statements like what can exist in the real world we are so conditioned to think that the scientific approach is the route to reality and it's not the only route to no, reality no and
0: that's not what i'm saying at all i think you're i think you're misinterpreting what i'm saying i'm not i'm not robbing it of the of the sort of the miraculous side of things like i say but i it, you know magic and stuff like the whole point of magic magic is is something that is unreal, isn't it? I I don't believe in magic. I think what Jesus does isn't magic. Miracles aren't magic. They are Jesus molding the fabric of the world. He defies stuff like making, stuff like turning water into wine. Mm. That's not magic. That's Jesus molding the fabric of the universe to do what he tells it to. Jesus stopping a storm. You know, I think you can take it too far in that, um, what is the dangerous position is the whole thing of coincidence. I remember, we, would, we didn't mention this last time, but when Jesus stops the waves, I remember uh, hearing a sermon, actually, from a guy, you know, who must have preached at our church or maybe went to another church, where he said that you, you mentioned that on that Sea of Galilee, like, the storms would whip up out of nowhere. And mm-hmm. this guy said, and also they would disappear. Out of nowhere, just out of the blue, would stop, and he attributed that to Jesus knew he had some foreknowledge because he was God that the storm was going to stop. However, I don't think that because that just then you just reduce it to coincidence. Mm. But I don't believe that what Jesus does is magic. It's Jesus moulding. Jesus has dominion over the earth.
1: But even there, what it's made of. Even there, when I say the word magic, Mm. instantly our brains go to Harry Potter. (laughs) and things like that. But if you talk about black magic in a country where there are very powerful people Mm -hmm. that would call themselves a witch doctor or their equivalent or would use this power that we use the word magic but they would use something else where it's a reality to them in their day-to-day lives. Mm -hmm. When you look at it and like when you look at the world as one whole place that's outside of our experience of Nuxley Village or Welling, mm. or you know, I'll agree our with you. Yeah, our yeah. Decapolis. Decapolis. There's not a whole load of magic in Welling. I'll give you. I'll give you that. Yeah. But it's it's just, it's really interesting that our mindset is so. As someone that actually loves what science has done for the world mm. in terms of the discovery, I just I think it's amazing if there's mm. a science show on tv i'm likely to watch it because i think it's brilliant and again it doesn't make you think the
0: the issue that's when it becomes an issue is when people go isn't science amazing us humans are so clever that's that's the dangerous position as soon as you start making about what humans can achieve with our clever minds Mm -hmm. when i read science and when i read up on stuff like evolution you know there's loads of stuff that science still doesn't have an answer for so there is no there is mm-hmm. no way that I'm saying I believe in science. Therefore, I have got all these things worked out mm-hmm. because science still doesn't have an answer for loads of things. And genuine scientists who are honest about what they do will tell you that that's mm-hmm. not a secret in the science world. Again, sometimes as the church, we think that if we can work out, oh, it turns out they don't have an answer for this, then we've like undermined them. They no. that's not a it's not a conspiracy. They're not trying to hide these things. Mm-hmm. They know there is stuff that is unexplained. I, I watch science programmes and I think, isn't God amazing? Isn't the world amazing? And I give the glory to him rather than our human endeavour and how great we are for discovering it. And does that make sense? It does It's it it basically it, it it, it no, it looking it at the absolutely. same evidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's looking at the same evidence as science. On that,
1: we're the same. What I worry about, though, is that the Bible does seem to very clearly set up this concept of there being a bad guy. Yeah. There being Satan. There being an evil person, and then also there being demons as well. It it does do that, and I understand that for the last one hundred and fifty years we've had science, mm-hmm. but there are also quite a few more years where we had much more respect for for those things, and that that's what I worry about. If we if we if Satan is real. Mm-hmm and if demons are real and we're ignoring them that is if there is an enemy out there and we are ignoring them then that's foolish and that's my concern and i'm, I'm not that's i'm not in that like please understand me i'm i'm talking about of a, a viewpoint here, mm, mm. not about so like, where where you stand and that, but it just concerns me because well, I mean, pulling it back to Mark because we mm-hmm. probably should get back to Mark as well. This is this is a huge part of Jesus' ministry, a huge part of Jesus' ministry, and there are people he he heals people of all kinds of things, all kinds of things. And I just think it's interesting that as soon as we get to something that doesn't fit with our medical books, that's when we start trying to make it
0: fit. But ultimately, I, I'm not disputing that. The whole fact is, whatever this guy's suffering from, Jesus heals him. And still, that is a miracle in itself. It People is a miracle. with mental illness do not just get healed in a split second, like Jesus has done here. That doesn't happen. No. So I'm not saying but... there's a perfectly logical explanation, because even if this guy is suffering from some sort of mental illness like i say some sort of dissociative or disorder or whatever the fact is jesus still heals him in a split second he is a completely changed man and you know if we believe that jesus is good this guy isn't going to go back to that life this isn't going to be a temporary measure and again that Without is out doubt. Of if, in the scientific if this
1: passage was like there was a man with a mental illness And Jesus healed him. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, we'd say "Hooray!" at the end of it. But there's something. There's. It's not just as remarkable as God defeating evil. That is not an impacting one man's life is not the same as an Almighty Creator destroying evil and owning evil for all time and eternity and that's that's another aspect to this that if if you take it from don't say but just randomly and that you might as well just say bottom (laughs) or like another word but just so and that's the thing because one of the things for me that is in this passage is jesus and his dominion over evil that's what's that is what is going on here there is a good versus evil thing for me. You can pull your hair out if you want to,
0: you can, but... I, I totally agree with you. You're making this sound like I'm disagreeing with you. But, it, but That is totally the point. But also, you're forgetting, we've already seen him do this. He's already defeated evil with the paralytic. Yeah, it wasn't on such a grand scale. But that he didn't go, yeah, now your legs work. He said, you are forgiven of your sins. Yeah. Didn't he? You are, your faith has healed you. And now I'm going to heal your legs. And that's what that works for that one
1: person there. And I understand that. Mm. But I think that Mark is trying to communicate more than what Jesus does in the lives of individuals. Even as far as I do not think that Jesus died on the cross just for me. There's a song that sometimes we sing it's one of those boy band type songs that we sing at church there's so many to there's, there's a, but <laughs> one? there's there's one that says um it's called above all mm. and there's that line you thought of me above all and firstly it's interesting to sing that in a room with 150 people because in <laughs> instantly jesus interests are divided but it's it's just that concept of it it's not always individualized the bible is not I mean, that's that's the other thing we do we individualize things yeah, but that, where it's it's like okay this guy this one guy has been healed and that would give me hope that jesus might be able to heal me one day if i have a mental illness but he already has
0: because you're a christian he's already healed you from the most important thing which is your sin his, there, there is a personal aspect but he's no, but here's the other thing
1: yeah just because I'm a Christian does not mean that I'm not one day going to suffer from Alzheimer's, or I'm not one day. That is going not what to, I'm saying. That is not what I'm saying. But we've already things. we've
0: already done, you know that that bit with the paralytic. Um, we we were talking about that. We're not gonna be. Hit. Everyone's got to die of something, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's upsetting. But everyone is gonna die of something. God doesn't ever promise that we're all going to live forever if we're Christians until obviously until we have died in -hmm. our earthly bodies and we get given new bodies. But the fact is, Jesus has himself already says, I have done the hard bit, which is forgiving your sin. That's Mm -hmm. that's the bit that ultimately is life or death. Mm -hmm. We're all going to die here, but sort of the end death, like the final death. Whatever is which, spared from which us,
1: which is why it is so important that we don't lose. Don't point at me, don't Sorry, <laughs> I, I, I'm not pointing at you, I'm pointing at your sin. <laughs> no, the, that's why it's so important that we don't lose this concept of Jesus being able to take on the real problems of this universe, the problems that are bigger than us. And, and I should say at this point, if you're listening to this and you've got members of your family or you yourself suffer from some kind of mental illness or something like that. And if you think that we've been banding around that phrase insensitively or something like that, get in touch with us and we will actually fully apologize to you. Because yeah. like, we've, got, we've got to be really careful. because we're, like, we're talking about an issue that is certainly not an issue that actually has impacted
0: my life. See, At I all. would say the opposite. I yeah. know lots of people mm-hmm. and I've been friends with lots of people. I've lived with lots of people who have gone through mental illnesses with depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, not necessarily, you know, some of these, like I say, you know, I don't but know anyone like who's But not like this had, guy no, who was going absolutely no, crazy no, precisely. in the But in I have graveyard. seen, I have, I, I know people who have done, you know, just as horrible things, who have self-harmed, who bang their heads against the wall, Mm-hmm. You know, to try and get out horrible thoughts and stuff like that. It is horrible. Mm-hmm. Please don't ever think we're coming from a perspective where we're just writing it off and because I personally do have experience with yeah. um stuff. And yeah, and if you do want to get in touch and talk about it, I don't want to do it obviously on the podcast. We're not professionals, we can't offer none, you anything. But we can, you but know, we can talk about it.
1: Yeah. But, um, maybe that should be a groundfall number three, no matter how much you're debating the theolo- number four, sorry. The um no matter how much we debate bible issues mm-hmm. we can't be insensitive prats hopefully we're not no but i just i just i always worry about it though like, if we not, are call not it up with like... us but just in general we get talking about all these things like mm-hmm. oh this sin that sin like let's talk about the issue of divorce let's talk about the issue issue of sexual immorality mm-hmm. let's talk about the issue of debt let's talk about the issue all these different things and with each one of those things, there'll be people that'll be
0: like, yeah, that's me. Mm.
1: You
0: know, so. We, what what we, people need to remember is often we're mentioning these things and thinking, that's me. Yeah, a lot. Not once are we ever diving into anything and thinking, it's all right, we've got this bit sorted. But for all of you out there, the reason yeah. we're discussing it is because it's an issue for us. Yeah. That's what this podcast is all about. We're not yeah. here to teach people or tell you what to think, we're here to thrash it out, the two of us, stuff yeah. that is important to us.
1: And I think that we've done that actually this morning. Like, it's, This is one of those ones where like, I actually love just sticking on what is Jesus doing in the mm-hmm. passage. and nah, It's good to go off on one <laughs> a, about some stuff because I feel that's been bubbling beneath the surface actually mm-hmm. of just like how do we do it? And maybe it will make people think about
0: where they stand on that because I've got something coming up actually yeah? that kind of speaks to this.
1: Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I'll bet you do. You'll yeah. Be, no, be. I
0: think you'll be pleasantly surprised. I'm yeah. not going to be oh, laying down the sin, law or I anything. Sin. Yeah.
1: Okay. In terms of the narrative, of what's going on in Mark, though, what's <laughs> going on here is that Jesus has healed this guy from his problems. Mm-hmm. He removed, I believe, this demon, and this guy then wants to follow Jesus. He says, let me follow you. And for some reason, Jesus says, no, don't come and follow me which is interesting mm-hmm. maybe it's a changing tactic for jesus maybe he's been followed by a lot of people in fact later on in this passage we do mm. and maybe it's, it is just a practical issue of i need people in different areas that are symbols of my kingdom mm-hmm. everyone knows about this guy and what he's been going through and maybe jesus leaves him there mm. As a symbol of hope for people in that
0: area. Well, he does work, doesn't he? Like oh, you say, I mean, yeah. even before you know that the... You can tell he works. Even before you find out that actually it's 10 cities yeah. he's running around preaching. Yeah. Preaching about what Jesus has done. What I love about this
1: guy's attitude as well is that he goes to Jesus and says, this is what I'm going to do in response to this. Jesus says, actually, no. Actually offers him guidance and says, no you're to stay here and he he actually does it he actually Mm. goes around Mm. and he's just as he's he seen he goes to a decapolis for goodness sake not a metropolis a (laughs) decapolis of like 10 cities and tells them all about what's happened to him he lets people see and i think that's an amazing attitude Mm. just a willingness to serve god in the way that God asked him to, <laughs> rather than the way that he wanted to. Mm. He would probably looking at those disciples and thinking, wow, I've got a great testimony, wait till everyone hears this. And then Jesus was like, no, I need you to stay here. Just does it. I think that's brilliant. Mm. Yeah, no, definitely. So those are some of my
0: thoughts <laughs> <laughs> on that and some of mine. <laughs> passage. <laughs> no, that's great. So um, we've got another healing then next. Uh, which is where or jesus is or do kills. we <laughs> oh <laughs> really no no we do Paul That was me thinking we will just rattle through this no bit. Paul I believe what the bible says <laughs> um. <laughs> I take jesus as his word <laughs> well this is this is here we go this is yeah this is where we're going with this basically so we get um so jesus crosses um crosses in a boat to the other side of the lake, I assume. He does like a boat. Well, but yeah, they love sailing around, don't they? So then this guy comes out, he says he's one of the rulers of the synagogue. Sorry, this is verse 21 to 43 we're talking about now. A guy called Jairus. So he's one of the rulers of the synagogue, which Jesus has been sort of butting heads with a little bit, hasn't he? Um, oh yeah. And um, he says, and seeing him, he fell at his feet and implored him earnestly saying, my little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. And then Jesus starts following this guy, so I want us to remember that in our heads because we have something else sort of cuts up the narrative of this particular story. okay, so this guy says, "Come with me and lay your hands on it." So Jesus has got this reputation for for being a healer, um, and also people this is where we 're talking about it getting personal. Mm-hmm. He's obviously got a reputation for caring about people. People feel able to say, Jesus, can you come mm. and do this for me? You yeah. know, because they know he's not going to turn around and go, shut up, I've got more important things to do. He's got a really loving, caring attitude. Mm. Um, That's this been quite challenging for me because I went through a period, it was a good few years ago now, I was sort of in my last sort of year or so of school and a bit into being at uni. And for some reason, I had a few people who would come to me for advice. Why on earth you would come to me for advice? I do not know, no, but people would do I. yeah exactly don't don't bother if you're listening to this, it's not worth it. Um, but at the time, I had lots of people, and I kind of resented that a little bit. I got a bit fed up that every time I'd go on MSN Messenger, which was like the cool thing at the time, people would be like, "Oh, here's the thing. You know, can you talk to me about this and that?" And like I say, I feel really challenged because at the time, I thought I was perfectly justified in being a bit annoyed that I had lots of people, <laughs> and I'd completely missed the point that that was such a that could have been a really. I mean, I'd, you know, I was happy to help people out, mm-hmm. um, but I wasn't kind of that totally loving person. And, and did you of... end up going out with any of these girls? <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> no. Oh, no, that's that what's wasn't. really going
0: on. It really yeah. wasn't. It really wasn't. You I have me. this
1: problem. I can't
0: keep a secret. First. I have
1: no one to go to the dance with. <laughs> I need your advice.
0: But this has been a real, this has been a real, yeah, challenge to me. Is that I look back on periods like that and think, oh man, I, if I'd have really. Taking it as, as sort of something that I could do for God, you know, who knows what I, what I could have done? I was sort of a bit, yeah, a bit mm-hmm. miserable about it, really. So that's another thing, anyway. That's something that maybe I can, um, you know, try and sort out for future.
1: Don't don't be too down yeah. on yourself, there, Paul.
0: Oh, you know me, I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. you are. So here we go. So so then we've so Jesus is going with this guy Jairus, and said, a great crowd followed him and thronged about him. So there's all these people pushing and shoving. There is a woman again, so we're picking out particular people in these passages, which is co- what's great. So she's had a discharge of blood for 12 years, so we assume that's like a menstrual blood sort of condition, you know. She's, so she will be determined. No, <laughs> Jerry's full of disgusted face. <laughs> yeah. That was my way of trying to put it politely. Yeah. So uh, don't, if you don't know what menstrual means, don't Google it minstrels <laughs>
1: minstrels are a small chocolatey sweet
0: aren't the they? the galaxy family that's, <laughs> that's it so it's <laughs> so obviously they're quite hard on her gums or something like that so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is disgusting um no so this woman who um has had a discharge of blood for 12 years 12 years is a long time she suffered under many physicians she spent all her money and she said she was no better but she actually grew worse um so Again, looking at the context of this is it always important. Mm. She would have been one of the lowest of the low, really. She would have been ceremonially, constantly unclean, wasn't she? Because there were mm. all the rules about menstruating and having your period and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, she would have basically been unwelcome
1: to worship at the temple. She would have been pretty unwelcome anywhere, wouldn't she, really? Yeah. So um, Not able to go to church because of her condition.
0: Mm. That's how prejudiced things had gotten. But, I mean, and also in itself, it's quite a debilitating condition as well, isn't it? Yeah. You know, she would have been pretty weak and yeah, just would have been pretty horrible. I mean, it's, I i understand it's bad enough just being a week a month. <laughs> I, refused,
1: I refuse to have a conversation. Oh, I'm not going to do
0: the usual oh, yeah, yeah, women uh, women problems. Is that
1: a um, usual for you, Paul? No. if that's a usual for you, you're an insensitive <laughs> <Yeah>. man.
0: <laughs> Ground <Grammar> rule number four. <laughs> thanks thanks for that one just leave you dangling (laughs) so basically she she hears the reports about Jesus and it says she came up behind him in the crowd and just touched his garment for she said if I even touch his garments I'll be made well and that's exactly what happens so it says she touched his cloak immediately she feels better she can tell within herself that you know something's been healed and um, then Jesus, I love this bit, Jesus perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him. I know, it's another so, Superman moment, isn't it? It's just... It's great. Yeah, it's, but I'd, I see it as something more... Um, again, it's love, isn't it? I can't remember if I raised this point. I had this in my notes a couple of weeks ago. But when we were talking about... Um, oh, I, I won't be able to find it now. But basically, that Jesus' power... His biggest power source is love like every time he does something miraculous it's kind of like in himself it's kind of like i don't know it's just kind of this pure love kind of manifests itself in amazing outward ways it always talks about how he's feeling he like perceives mm-hmm. in himself do you see yeah. what I mean it kind of it's that very it's not like a magic oh i'll do this click my fingers and this thing happens it's kind of in himself he's always got this kind of surge of love or some sort of emotion i really i really find that power just so powerful yeah. you know the fact that he's amongst us he's completely different from us because he is god but he, he had a human body and he he really made the most of that just i mean he really used all the facets of the human condition yeah. but to do like a perfect when, yeah. when we normally talk about the human condition we're talking about like the the fallibility of of humans and the things we struggle with and mm. you know mortality and stuff like that but he just really uses it in such a powerful powerful way it's yeah
1: like and in like we've already spoken about how it's like the creator coming into creation mm. he really was showing us th- our own potential mm, mm. as well like he was being the ultimate human mm. and it's just i i, I do i join with you in that really i think it's a really good point how that feeling that feeling leaving there's I know when you when you are helping people, when you are involved in something, whether it's spiritually or emotionally or physically, or you're just there for someone in some way, there's that phrase, it takes it out of you mm-hmm. that we use. It can be a tiring thing to do. And just that Jesus felt that mm. in such a superhero-esque kind of way, like my powers are, are depleted, is quite cool because it's a little bit like, actually, that that's a bit of jesus that we that's jesus sounding like a bit of a superhero mm. but at the same time we can identify with so human.
0: human as well isn't it like the bit you know we'll read it a bit he's later not a when, he's not he superman he's five thousand before then he's like let's go let's go away and rest yeah. you know and it's sort of that thing because the disciples have been sent out you know we'll get there um get there shortly. Um, So yeah, so the the disciples go, yeah. Jesus says, "Who touched my garments?" And the disciples like, "You you see how many people are here. Like, how can you say who touched my cloak? Everyone would have done." But it says, "The woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth." (laughs) Um, And he says, "Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease." So, so that's this story. I want to contrast the two different types of faith we've got here cool um so this is like i say it's kind of going back to our sort of debate earlier basically there are um there's another passage i just really quickly wanted to just look at matthew 8 5 um which is about the faith of the centurion Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so so we've got another guy who's got someone at home who's ill so we've got jairus his daughter's unwell he says to Jesus. Come back and help her. You know, come back, lay your hands on her. We've got this guy who's the centurion. Um, says, when Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came forward and said, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering, suffering terribly. Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. And then the guy says, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come to my house. But if you only say the word, my servant will be healed. So... You know, basically, this guy says, "I've got authority; I can order these men around." I know you, as Jesus, can order the sickness. You don't even have to come around; you can you can say the word, and they'll be healed. And then Jesus mm-hmm. said, um, "Truly, no one in Israel has had this faith." I tell you, many. Uh, that's a long bit. It Says, "Go, let it be done for you as you have believed." So, basically, this woman hasn't. She's she's got her faith is basically. I don't even need Jesus to know who I am. If I just touch his cloak. He's so powerful; he mm. will be able to heal me. It's a completely. I'm just going to God. I'm not even going to ask permission or anything like that. I'm just going to touch his cloak. That's probably enough to heal me. And it turns yeah. out it is because of her faith. Whereas the uh, the uh, Gyrus has kind of said, "Oh, I know Jesus has got this power, so he needs to come to my house and touch my daughter." Do you see what I mean? It's mm-hmm. the it's it's a subtle difference, but it's the my mum always um, she hates the argument that we 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 had about like the demons and stuff like that yeah because we always have this at uh, like family meal time we always get into some big debate like, my your, mum is like family's a laugh <laughs> And my mom is always like i do not care do we do we constantly have to like pick all these things apart and her f- she says i just believe i just i don't find it hard i just believe so her faith about stuff like creation about predestination and stuff like that she's like it doesn't concern me i just mm-hmm. trust in god and that's enough for me Whereas someone like me always feels like I have to work out my faith. <laughs> like, what do I think about this? What does Jesus have to take? What? What's this? What that? What does that actually mean? And this is basically Jesus saying that it doesn't matter which side of that you come down on. It, I mean, in effect, he's almost saying if you've got that simple faith that just I just believe, mm-hmm. he's almost saying that's better than the other option, which is that everything has to be worked out, and you demand that God shows you this, and oh, can you help me with this, and can you point this bit out, or give me a? But do you see, what I mean, I,
1: I do see, I do see what you mean. I don't know if that came across. I do see what Paul
0: <laughs> means, but I think. Oh, don't say it. But come on, yeah. <laughs>
1: Bottom, I <eye laughs> do. I think. I think there's a balance to be had. There you go. I said it. The night is a boring word. Balance. But Sit on that see fence. this woman <laughs> this woman was at a point of needing salvation, mm-hmm. and yes, I would agree at that point of salvation, you need to just submit yourself to Jesus, which is what what she's doing. It's interesting that you compared her to this is entirely connected to your question, mm-hmm. do you see what i mean <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> But you compared. I'm her... brandishing my Joker just in case. Yes. <laughs> no, you you compared her to the Centurion mm-hmm. in Matthew. I'd want to compare her to the um, man who we were actually talking about and listened to a little bit of a talk on about the rich young man that comes to Jesus, and he is a guy who wants to work stuff out with Jesus, mm-hmm. and he says, "Good teacher, how do you you know how how do I inherit eternal life?" and so jesus then asks him the question why do you call me good and then they enter into a whole conversation mm-hmm. about the ins and outs of stuff jesus asks him a question about basically asks him a question about what is your response to me and this guy has got a load of stuff that he can show jesus that he's like i've done this i've done that and all this stuff but jesus question is why do you call me good tell me the reasons why i am good only god is good are you accepting that i am god are you accepting that i am good that's the starting point mm, mm. and this woman is completely just her actions completely accept jesus as king mm-hmm. as healer as the one who can bring her salvation that just as you've been saying that is what she she um will come up against in in every single area of her life she will be like no he was my salvation Mm -hmm. there was this time when Mm -hmm. i was an outcast when all this stuff was going on in my life i touched his cloak and he healed me interestingly jesus doesn't just leave it at that no jesus is the one that stops and needs to tell her what's going on Mm -hmm. so she's not looking for the answers but jesus gives them to her anyway she's already got it she's already been saved but then jesus then wants to engage with her so i would say that there is a picture of jesus definitely saying no we need to work this stuff out as well maybe not the finickety little bits that, but definitely this no you need to know
0: that it's your faith that has made you well mm. no and and that's again i don't think that's contradicting anything i said you know people like my mum she she knows her bible it's not like oh no it's simple i don't need to read this i don't need to read that she still you know spends a lot of time reading the bible and praying and, and everything like that you know what a lovely I'm woman Church, yeah she is lovely she's my oh. mum, isn't she she's the best um, but that's the thing. But but some people just have that gift of just being able to accept these things, you know. And they don't they don't put up too much of a fuss. And like you say, Jesus is still willing then to just turn around and go, you know, here is your reward for your faith. This is this is how it is, rather than like having to have a bit of a tussle about it. So why are we doing what do. we're doing then? Because we're not those people who can just sit there and accept. <laughs> that's right. that's that's part of why we're doing this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because because we need some outlet for it. Je- I mean, do you- are you going to disagree with me on that?
1: Um, I entered into this okay to educate I'm, me, I'm, I'm, <laughs> to help you better yourself. Yeah, I thought so. I and thought so. The email—I set up a private email account, and um, it's called Jamie Reads Paul <laughs> yeah. at gmail.com And people are really, really encouraging about the results that I found. <laughs> no, it's for me. It was I wanted to explore the Bible. And I would just be really conscious that it's, don't be a cynic. Don't be cynical about it. I am a cynic about so many things. Like, I think we both can be cynical about a lot of things, but don't stop asking questions. And I would even say, I would even say to anybody, I mean, like, it's difficult because, like, I love your mum, she's brilliant. So you kind of, (laughs) you kind of made her this, like, Archetypal non-questioner person, and no, I actually know that your mum isn't like that. And I always like, but like, I don't even, I don't, Jill, I love you, don't even want to talk about you anymore. I just want to talk about people. Generally speaking, people that say I'm just willing to accept Mm -hmm. what the Bible says don't actually realise that what they're saying is I'm going, I'm only willing to accept my
0: first glance interpretation that isn't, of what that the That isn't what says. they're saying, though. That isn't what they're saying. They are just saying that they know for all the things that they the things that they struggle that could potentially be struggles, yeah. in a lot of cases, they know they don't need to struggle with it because Jesus is everything for them. Mm. Do you see what I mean? The Bible has got it sorted. God knows what he's doing. So if there are difficult bits, mm. yeah, they will try and understand them, but, but they're not going to beat themselves up about them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have a feeling that you're sort of slightly misinterpreting what i say in order to that's what i do in order to have an argument no, no, just, just fraction <laughs> i'm just today. i'm just all I, all i wanted to be it's an encouragement whichever side of the fence you're on either you, you know like someone like you you know in in a way that thing the bible says there are demons so i'm happy to believe that that's not that's not saying you're being lazy at all no. i'm not for one second saying no well you haven't thought about this and you haven't thought about that but you're in a position where you've accepted that's what the bible says the Bible talks about Satan prowling around like a lion. That's a verse that you, you know, you've said to me before and yeah. stuff like that when we've had this discussion separately. I'm not for one second saying you're being lazy or the you're settling thing, for second best. The
1: biggest thing that can wind a lot of my friends up about something that I genuinely am not overly fussed about mm-hmm. is how long it took God to make the world. But mm. like it really, really, for me, and we shouldn't, shouldn't go off, off for one on all of this stuff because that really is a tangent but just i suppose that's kind of what you're saying in terms of it's just not i'm just able to let go of it it's not going to interrupt my relationship with god no and maybe maybe that's the key it's is this going to get in the way of your relationship with mm. god are you going to tie yourself up in so many i think you eloquently put it as disappear up your own bum Yes. Last time. Yes. Are you going to disappear up your own bum about this, or are you going to carry on worshiping God mm. as you work stuff out?
0: And that's the thing, all it, personally for me, you know, I've alluded to this before, but I have had long periods where I've become distracted and I have had my head up my bum, been distracted by tiny, stupid things, which, like you say, it doesn't make any difference to your walk. Mm-hmm. But what I find so encouraging here is that Jesus is like, even if you do struggle with stuff, I Mm -hmm. still love you and I still want you to get alongside me and he will often give you the tools if you pray about it see again that's something else I've found if you try and do that in your own strength and struggle you will struggle forever Mm -hmm. but as soon as you get to that point you're like Jesus I'm really struggling with this either help me just get over it or give me something that's going to help me put it into some perspective you know it will happen it will happen sometimes it takes time but here I'm just you know Mm -hmm. it's just more as an encouragement you know either way Jesus welcomes welcomes that type of faith. As long as that faith is genuine, as long as that comes from a real genuine place, yeah. You know, because I've got loads of friends who read into the Bible to try and pick yeah. it apart. They don't believe a word it says. They've got no faith that it's any good for them. But they just they they'll do more in depth study than than I do. I know of people, you know, who have done that. People I met at uni, mm-hmm. staunch atheists, who probably have better Bible knowledge than me, but they're missing the point because yeah. they're getting in all this nitty gritty. Oh well, the Bible says this, and then at this time it says this, and they're not. They're purposefully people like Dawkins. You know, we mentioned him earlier before the mm-hmm. podcast. Someone like that who's purposefully misreading the Bible and yeah. picking it apart. Hi,
1: Richard. Hi. <laughs> yeah, we love you.
0: <laughs> we don't. We love you in a Christian way, but in a but human not, way. not in, not in that real way. Yeah. I cannot yeah. stand you. Oh, he's I He's like a horrible, horrible, horrible man. He's,
1: oh, he's just No he's one is beyond God's writer. help. He's no, just right. horrible. He's okay. he is horrible he, gets wound up. he just gets wound and up. And angry. Bless just. him.
0: But... Here's another thing. Okay, talking about Dawkins, the world fails people. This woman was failed by the world. Yep. That's, there's no other way of putting it. You know, this whole, basically they said, you are unclean, no one wants anything to do with you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was just another point I wanted to, to, um, to, to bring out is that really acceptance, proper acceptance in the world, proper love, I find I have found in my life can only come from my faith. I don't mm-hmm. find that anywhere else. Everything else is imperfect. The world and, and all its trappings does not have feasible answers for life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's just, yeah, that's a very short point that I just wanted to bring out as well, was just that this woman had been completely failed. Only Jesus, and I'm sure that's the same for you as well, mm-hmm. only Jesus is really the, the proper satisfying thing, is my faith. My yep. faith makes sense of the mess that the world leaves me in basically. It's mm. just what I wanted to say there. Um,
1: so, yeah. So, there we go. There we go. The girl, like, you know, after he raises, because, like, it's kind of like that, that, that story is it is in the middle of the other story. Mm, mm. So it's like, you Jairus shows up and says, oh, my, uh, the, there's the little girl. She's, she's ill. She's going to die. And then Jesus heals the woman. Like, the woman kind of interrupts what's going mm, mm. on in a way with what she's doing. And that jesus takes the time with her and then um he goes and he says to the little girl and for some reason i'm not sure why but in my bible it makes the point of saying it in the language he said it talitha kum mm. and then translates it i'm not sure i'm not sure why it doesn't just translate it and put it there but those are the words that he used so there might if, if anyone does know the significance of him using why have they decided to keep that in I don't probably know it's
0: probably going to be a Steve point isn't it Steve, Steve if you've point. got time I know you're a busy man yeah but if you've got time maybe if maybe you, you can look have some into idea. it that'd be great
1: cheers like a Kumian priority <laughs> thing yeah
0: now you've ruined it he's not going to bother now is he love you Steve <laughs> I
1: just want to say I do like Richard Dawkins as well but he um, really yeah he's alright he's not alright he is alright what I like is he came to he came to the church he came to our church to do this filming Mm, right mm. this is this is actually why if I say it now I will if I ever meet Richard Stephen Dawkins Richard Dawkins I will buy the man a drink for this one reason I think he he changed my life slightly right (laughs) there was this bit at which, like, Channel 4 are at the church and there's a guy who's preaching at our church who is a staunch um, God-created-the-world-in-six-days creationist. Mm-hmm. So it's far away John,
0: from John Mackay, wasn't it? An no, no idea. I, I wasn't Mac- actually there oh, myself,
1: okay. right? I actually only saw, because I watched a Channel 4 documentary mm-hmm. that included footage from the church, right? But to my delight, and this was wonderful, right? There's a point at which they're panning round And you've got the sound of the preacher saying various things in the background and they've really done some heavy editing and the camera pans around the room and Dawkins over the top is saying things like, look at them, mindlessly absorbing this garbage. (laughs) Like like really, basically making everyone in the room out to be really, really stupid and gormous. That's what he does. Cue a wonderful shot of my brother. (laughs) And I couldn't believe it. Just as Dawkins was saying words like gormless and mindlessly <laughs> absorbing. just they, they found this wonderful shot of my brother with this horrific gormless look on his face. And I was like, that is amazing. So for that, I don't know if you listen, Richard, to, to our podcast. Uh, but thank you for what you have brought to my ability to have a go at my brother. What he'll do.
0: If I, if I know uh, Dickie Dawkins, what he'll do is he'll listen to five seconds where we say something that's taken out of context, sounds outrageous, and he'll just say, there you go, don't listen to the podcast, it's disgusting, listen to what they said.
1: Right. Well, I think that that's Jesus Jesus buried dinosaur bones.
0: <laughs> that's what I think.
1: <laughs> and he did it in six days. <laughs> and on the seventh day, I had a rest. Well, that was a tangent and a half. Should've Richard, me please come on our podcast. Please.
0: Ple- no, don't. I want to get don't. him round. I really, he will make me angry. It will just be you and him. He makes me angry. I he like the not, guy. He's not deserving. He doesn't give us any time. Why should we give him any time? I'm brandishing my Joker. Throne of Grace. That's why. Joker. Joker. All right. All right. Shut Joker. Up. That's fine. It's yeah. Grammar all 3. Love right. you, Richard. Big Move fan. on. Move on. I Go like on. Pharisees and Richard Dawkins. Look
1: at that angry silence. That was proper angry silence. Look
0: at an angry silence, can you? It was stupid. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Now, Paul, (laughs) no, no. (laughs) I'm sorry. He really riles me. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm not Richard Dawkins. I know. I know. I'm a friend of (laughs) his. Friend of
1: Dawkins. We're friends, (laughs) but I am not Richard Dawkins. Hi, Richard. Friend of Padre Turb. Yes. That's right. He's a friend. That's it. Friend I'm of Padre I'm going to bleep Turb. that bit out. Do not delete Apparently it. only I had the technology. Look, can I move on to chapter six, please? Please do. You, you, please oh, okay, do. Well, I am. Uh, I'm trying to. got a wedding to go to today. To. Come on.
0: Yeah, whose wedding? Uh, I can't say. You can't say. Well, I can say, but Don't. it just seems like a bit too personal to be. Bit too personal. Putting other people well, the date they, is, they know is the nothing about. 27 <laughs> oh,
1: everyone. Everyone's getting married this weekend. Anyway. Everyone's
0: getting married this everyone.
1: weekend. Everyone's
0: getting married this weekend. Really? Loads of people are getting married this weekend, yeah. That's a shame. This is going to be the one rainy
1: weekend. I know. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, isn't it ironic? A Prophet Without Honour is what we're looking at next. Chapter 6. Nice bit of light reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to lighten the mood in this room. Not enjoying this morning at all. So, Jesus left there anyway, and he went to his hometown accompanied by his disciples. And then the Sabbath came, Saturday. He began to teach in the synagogue,
0: <laughs>
1: and many who heard him were amazed. That's cool. And then they said, "Where did you get? Where did this man get these things?" They asked, "What's this wisdom that has been given him, that even he that he even does miracles? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James and jo- and Joseph, Judas and Simon? Aren't these?" Si- Aren't his sisters here with us as well? And I'm reading this really badly. <laughs> Shocking. Basically, yeah. He goes to his hometown and they're like, who's this guy? <laughs> Stop it. Stop laughing at me. Why are you laughing?
0: Oh, it's gone to pop. I'm going to spare you a horrible. Uh... What? <laughs> I was going to do an impression of you trying to read that. Passage. <laughs> Hello, children. It's wonderful. Then Jesus go. Uh, Jesus went. <laughs> then he. Then it was, Sat- the, then it was Saturday. And <laughs> and the people said, "Who is this? Where? Where is this? Who is this man? <laughs> Who is this werewolf? What? <laughs> Who? his brother. his sister. Oni. Sorry. Can't... That was cruel, sorry. <laughs>
1: oh, I hate you. I'm getting Dawkins on the show.
0: I'm doing it. Uh,
1: yeah. Richard
0: and Jamie read the Bible. Jamie tries to read the Bible. <laughs> 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 sorry, mate. Oh, my word. Do you want to have a go at that? We can no, splice it in. Just no one will be him. any of the wiser.
1: No, I'm going to tell him. <laughs> so Jesus went to his hometown and he had a hard time, which to be honest is something I can identify with at the moment, <laughs> as I am in my hometown having a hard time. And they basically said, look, look at you going around being all messianic. We know your mum. <laughs> that was their argument. You're not God. We know your mum, which is fair enough. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you understand. Yeah. Now I don't. I don't understand quite what is going on in this passage. If I'm honest, I can scarcely read the words. To be <laughs> honest, but, <laughs> but but for some reason there is this verse, verse five, that I think is funny. he right? goes, he could not do any miracles there, except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> it's like, now hold on mark that's really underselling what is going on there and like he, mark seems to be at pains for to let us know that jesus struggled in his hometown and i for the life of me don't know why this is in the bible I'm not saying it shouldn't be I'm just saying I don't know why it's in the bible I suppose there is encouragement to be taken from the fact that even Jesus was subject to kind of natural order and it has to be said you do see this in life don't you it's it's like the classic if we like the way in which people who are our friends would talk to us about us talking about the bible mm. on a podcast is very different to the way people that we don't know have spoken to me about it so mm-hmm. like the bit that people will like that are our friends in like in this whole podcast is the bit where i couldn't read properly <laughs> and got wrecked for it i have no honor in my hometown is what i'm saying and but do, do you know what i mean they yeah, engage with yeah. it in a in, in different way but mm. then that like when you speak to other people who only know of us having heard what we're saying on here they just engage with it differently maybe mm. it's a little bit of just a bit of social narrative in there a bit of detail yeah it's like jesus had this real struggle but then i suppose there is one deeper theological thing that you could probably say theological it is theological but that word turns people off one deeper thing that you could pull out of this is you've got a picture of people struggling to accept the authority of Jesus mm. because he was very much a human and we still do that today. Mm. We still do that today. It still goes on. The fact that G- that God became man is a profound mystery yeah oh yeah True how difference. god can be contained within man and how a man can also be god is an absolute mystery mm. and nowhere else on earth would struggle with that more than the people that watch this guy grow up mm. and that that's that's the deeper thing that i pulled out of this just this is how deep it went. The it must have been so frustrating for Jesus.
0: Yeah, it says he. It says here that he marvelled because of their unbelief. That's in verse six. So it's yeah. just like, man, I can't. I think. I think that's why it says it's not that he's not. It's not. He doesn't lose his power because of it. But I think just because the response was completely wrong. There's no point in him doing any big miracles. I think that's basically what Mark's saying. He can't do any big shows of his authority mm-hmm. because people are just undermining him. So it's it's wasted. Do you see what I mean? That response isn't there. It'd be wasted yeah. on them. That's what I think it is. It's, it's obviously not his own. Which wasn't, is very
1: interesting because it demonstrates it demonstrates that little bit of Jesus' actions that were teaching points. Like we've been talking about, like what he does mm. can be read. excuse me, read as a parable. uh, By that I don't mean didn't actually happen. I mean there was meaning in Jesus' actions. Yeah, that's what we mean by parabolic miracles. Yeah, there's a a narrative to what's going on Mm. here and Jesus' actions, the reason that God inspired Mark to record certain things was because this will tell my children something about God something about me Jesus did this and it pointed to mm. this and maybe maybe you're right Jesus was being sensitive to to where they were at I wonder how they will, how these people responded emotionally when he was nailed to a cross mm. Mm. maybe that was a big thing emotionally for them maybe these same people were up in arms about the whole thing yeah yeah who knows yeah
0: well, yeah. No, it isn't so there's there's.
1: There's there's not a whole load to, to to grab out to grab out of that, but I did, did think this is an amazing picture of grappling with Jesus being a man, Jesus being God. Mm. That's huge.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I mean, I, I want to bring out that point about, um, like you say, sort of potentially as a teaching point, the whole thing about not wasting, wasting work where there's not going to be a you know a response we did talk about that in the very first episode i think didn't we yeah we were saying that why beat yourself up trying to talk to your mates who don't care speak to the ones who have got some interest you know just just mm. you can only do so much can't you and that plays into this next bit this is a, a weird um this is sort of another of those weird sort of sections that i, I think maybe i've oversimplified simplified this Um, Because there are some sort of odd pictures here and it kind of all sounds a bit like some sort of recipe for success. I
1: personally don't (laughs) believe that the disciples were real people. I think that they were
0: marshmallows.
1: (laughs) Because we have marshmallows now and they didn't have marshmallows back then. You're
0: doing a Dawkins.
1: What you did was, you laughed at me because I couldn't read. (laughs) Expect repercussions.
0: (laughs) So... Here we go. So Jesus sends out the 12 disciples. So he calls these disciples together and starts sending them out two by two. It says he gave them authority over the unclean spirits. It said he charged them to take nothing for the journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, to wear sandals and not put on two tunics. He said to them, whenever you enter a house, stay there until you depart from there. And if any place will not receive you and they won't listen to you, when you leave, shake off the dust that's on your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and proclaimed that people should repent. And they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. So it's kind of a bit of an odd passage. I, in terms of time constraints, and also, you know, we've had a big, (laughs) big debate. However, what I brought out of this was just, it's saying that Jesus, Jesus' power is sufficient, basically for the disciples. So Jesus sending them out, I think, again, it's as a picture. The disciples go just as they are, they don't have any extra supplies, anything like that. They're just themselves. Jesus has given them authority. That's really important. Um, and we've we've, all, you know, again, we're going over stuff we've said before. But if we're to do anything for God, we need to do it in His power, not in our own power. And I think that's the key. With He's saying, have a staff because a staff, you know, it's like for walking with, and you can, you know, have a rest. So that's just a practical thing. You know, just take a staff because, um, you know, it's going to be a long journey or whatever. They're probably covering quite a wide, wide area. But it says, you know, God's sufficient. Don't take any bread. You don't need to take any material possessions with you. you don't need to take money. That stuff's not important. So you think this is Jesus saying God is sufficient for you? I think it is just stripping them of potential distractions, just saying you are doing work work for me. You know, that, we, we do... Um, again, sometimes it's a Christian thing to maybe say that, oh, well, if you have lots of DVDs, um, uh, or if you which you do, <laughs> some of them. Let's think
1: twelve A.
0: So, um, so, <laughs> so that's it. So, if you have um, you know lots of DVDs, or if you like gadgets, or if you like a car, or something like that, they're not bad things in themselves, but they can detract potentially. You know, if your heart's in the wrong place, so I think mm-hmm. this is just Jesus saying. None of that's important. Just go. It, it says, whenever you h- enter a house, stay there until you depart from there, which sounds like a weird thing because wherever I go, I stay there till I leave there. Well, <laughs> but, in, in my chat,
1: in my tra- yeah, I, when you read it, I was like <laughs> stating the obvious. But the, in my translation here, it says, never you enter a house, stay there until you leave that
0: town. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's basically saying, if people welcome you, you know, enjoy the hospitality because, mm-hmm. you know, that's an important part of of social interaction and 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 it's a big part of christianity as well isn't it people opening up their houses but then this is the important bit for me that i just you know just want to pick out if any place will not receive you they won't listen to you when you leave shake off the dust again that's you know there's nothing wrong with the dust it's dust but it's again it's another picture of just saying right that is it i am ridding myself of you i've Mm. done what i can you are not interested look at this i'm shaking you off it's like you know people say they're washing their hands of it don't they you know stuff like that i think it's just another picture um but it does say that because obviously if they'd have wasted their time in those places if jesus said if you go somewhere they won't listen to you stay there until someone listens to you then they wouldn't have been able to achieve what they do in the next couple of verses Mm -hmm. so again it's not it's that balance isn't it it's not saying oh well my friends don't care therefore they're a lost cause they're not a lost cause as far as i believe because i believe that god has the power to save anyone regardless of their circumstances mm-hmm. you know i do truly believe that and god sometimes will break into people who have got massive barriers mm-hmm. to to faith and massive issues and god will just smash them apart and just say look mm-hmm. sharp i am god i want you um but in our everyday work in talking to friends there's no point wasting time on people who is there there are lots of passages aren't they they say for people who don't understand the god's word is like foolishness to them so it doesn't matter how you put it mm. if people aren't interested it's just going to seem like god goop they cannot understand like i've got a, a guy at work a particular guy i can think of who says he hates hates religion he says it's everything that's wrong with the world but then he quite likes me we get on really well and then I'm Which like is strange,
1: because to... like, I quite like religion,
0: <laughs> but <laughs> but the thing I, you know, like when I've discussed it to him before, I've said, it, there's only been very limited opportunities to say anything to him, because like I say, he's so against it, but what, what he can't see is I say to him, my faith is part of what I am, so if you like me, you mm. thereby are saying that religion can't be all bad, because if it is all bad, it would turn me into someone who you wouldn't want to want to mm-hmm. get on with do you see what i mean you yeah. can't you can't have it both ways you can't say oh i hate religion but i like that guy who's religious the, the two must be incompatible but he cannot see it again that seems like foolishness to him he's like oh no 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 well it's all right if you don't you know as long as you don't ram it down my throat or anything like that but but again it's not about ramming it down people's throat it's, that's how i live that's how i've become the person i am today is mm-hmm. it's because of my faith you know, so do you see what I mean? It's kind yeah. of that weird thing. But to him, it, it, that doesn't make sense to me. He cannot, he cannot fathom what I'm trying to say when I put that to him. And so now I don't bother. You know, it's just a lost cause. It's not, it's not worth it. I've got do other you, people to. That, well, that,
1: that, that's. To speak I mean, to. it's yeah. God, like you say, God can do anything, but it's not always us in our particular situation no. that He's involved in. No. I think it's interesting with Jesus sending out, like they they say, sends out the twelve. Um. Yeah, he he kinda of puts them in a position of likability mm-hmm. in a way. If a person shows up with everything everything they need or sets themselves up in a building or whatever, has a has a base camp and all that stuff and they have no need of anything themselves. It's very hard to identify with them. Mm. They instantly come across because uh, Jesus had the ability to do that if he wanted to. Mm. It was not how he chose to do ministry
0: among people. Yeah, I mean, and he could have come down as a king, couldn't he? Rather than just a carpenter's son in the middle yeah. of nowhere. That's it. Or even then, to. he could have risen
1: with the amount of wisdom and knowledge he had at his disposal. He could have risen to the absolute highest heights of Judaism mm. Mm. and affected massive change in that. A country, but by making himself vulnerable, not just by making himself a human, but he actually made himself a very vulnerable human mm-hmm. that travelled around. Um, it was it just strikes me as very similar to like the way that the prophets often operated. Yeah. These wanderers. He was. I just is he creating a god servant uniform for them in a way, mm. so that people. Yeah. People recognize them to be what they are i don't know it's just in, like they, they just come across as very vulnerable um they've got barely anything they've got a staff to help them walk um which i suppose they they needed to and like,
0: and also I th- I, one thing i didn't say about sending them out two by two as well Needed to get alongside each other and encourage each other, yeah. you know, which again is something that we've mentioned before. So all the practical stuff is covered, and and like you say, it's just about sort of stripping off any of this sort of gumph that can distract or sort mm-hmm. of set you down. So yeah. it sort of frees them up to to do the work of of God, doesn't it? And specifically, you know, what Jesus is sending them out to do.
1: Yeah,
0: like say, that Sort of identification. That's the thing. I think. I think we can is a more practical thing that's only just occurred to me we can be examples for god and for you know and we can be a witness in that yeah we can have nice things and and mm-hmm. often we are blessed with really nice things you know with nice families with nice homes with you know some there are obviously we're not saying that you can't have lots of money and be a christian there are very rich christians as well aren't mm-hmm. there as you know sometimes we we sort of focus on sort of the poor and the humble in society so for that i mean even we were chatting earlier we don't see ourselves as being particularly well off but compared to a lot of the country mm-hmm. especially at the moment in these tough times we're we are we're, mm-hmm. we're rich compared to you know to a, to a lot of people mm-hmm. um and that's the thing but you can still be a witness if that if that doesn't make you who you are if you're willing to share it with people and do you what I mean and you're not sort of if again it's sort of the treasure in heaven thing isn't it if people think that you're just amassing stuff to make your life as comfortable as it can be mm. on earth that's not a particularly persuasive argument mm. is it but if people can see that that you're you know you're building up stuff but also you're you're sharing it with people and you're getting out socially and mixing with people that can yeah. be a big it's just like like you, what you were
1: saying about the distractions i think he's great as well in terms of the they, their their purpose was singular mm-hmm. it was to begin to work for the kingdom in those places mm-hmm. it's interesting that verse seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you mm. um, like, I think maybe it's a little bit like this was the starting point for them
0: but yeah there's a, a lot of it is um so another analogy as well is that that this was work we, I think that's quite helpful sometimes as well is that yes we do want to live a christian life and we want to love god and you, you know and live that out but also it is work isn't it you know mm-hmm. there is a time for these things this is
1: it kind of sounds like Ecclesiastes, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I didn't. You know, that's just literally just come out of my brain. Wow. <laughs> so before. But there are there are times. You know, this isn't saying that having a nice house, having a family, is going to ruin what you can do for God. Mm. But because the disciples, you know, Jesus wasn't like, "Go away. This is what you are now to do for the rest of your life." Was it? No. It was. if they, you know, they're doing this for a time, and then they're going to come back, um, which. Mm. I was going to say which we'll be reading soon, but we come up to an hour and a half now, so I think maybe we want to, yeah, leave that there and maybe squeeze this in another week, yeah, potentially, or you know, we'll we'll sort that out. But it's going to mm. get very long if we try and try and finish, yes, yeah. that. But um, but like I say you know you can, you can have nice things, but but when it comes to doing God's work, you do want to strip those things out. Hmm. You know, like like we said, you know, if you want to read your Bible, if you want to pray switch off your phone switch off your telly it's not saying you don't have a phone don't have a telly because they stop you reading the bible but it's just having these periods where you dedicate yourself Mm -hmm. to god do do you see does that make sense it does yeah and i think again that's been a helpful in this section that's been quite helpful for me is that sometimes i feel bad if i'm not constantly doing stuff for god Mm -hmm. but if you were you wouldn't be able to afford to eat and (laughs) live would you unless we were all doing paid Mm work for god you know if we're all being paid yeah. ministers or stuff like that you know we do have lives to lead we do have families to look after we do have friends to keep up with mm. they're all good things but it's about making time for god and to do his work and <clears throat>
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah no i agree i do agree
0: so like i say maybe mm. you know again we're we're always open to people getting in touch you know we did um you you answered a couple of um chloe friend of Padre Turb, chloe's uh, questions didn't you on the block is that chloe um, tideman
1: ceo of the uh, keeping it tidy <laughs> ironing service yes, yes. they put the star in Starch.
0: yeah we're yeah. we're gonna have quite a good old uh, pay packet out of yeah, this, aren't when, we? When it, finally, most it arrives, yeah. when it finally arrives when it
1: um, finally arrives
0: so that's it so you know but even if you just want to chat over email or anything like that if there's if there's anything that has struck you like i say if you want to disagree Genuinely, you know, if you th- think we've been insensitive about any of the topics, we do want to hear from you guys. Um, but ultimately, it doesn't matter if we, if, you, if you're not into that, because we just like sitting here chatting to each other, yeah. getting alongside each other. You know, it's
1: yeah. Paul will do his best to get back to you. <laughs> I can assure you of that. He will. You know, what? just just seeing as, seeing as we're wrapping it up now. Yeah. And that we've made it. We've made it as far as Jesus sending out the twelve, and that's qu- that is quite a nice place to stop in a way because. Um, that I I always think when when we reach the end of like talking about this stuff and like recording it all, and that there's a sense in which it's like now we really do have to go out and try and live it out. Like that's that's such a key. Like I don't, I don't know about you, but I found it really I find it really interesting looking into the Bible. Mm. I find it amazing just getting to know more about our king, mm. about Jesus mm. and what he was like. That's probably been the most inspiring thing, actually. Mm. But this one, this little passage here um, that we've been looking at, not just ascending out of the 12, but the way in which people interact with Jesus. There, re- that That's why, I guess, I was thinking that this is more about it being personal. Mm. That because you've got so many different reactions to Jesus coming through. Right from, right from the way that Jesus was guiding the man who had been healed of demons, and he, his absolute enthusiasm, like "You've healed me, and I'm now going to follow you," and then his obedience as a proper, true disciple of Jesus to stay where Jesus wanted him to be. Mm-hmm. I thought that was amazing. I thought I thought that it's amazing how the woman um, just reached out to Jesus that really struck me that was a woman who was completely desperate who reached out to jesus with no intention of doing anything other than allowing god to meet her needs Mm -hmm. i thought that was an amazing act of dependence and then you've got this we and we didn't touch on it much because we got we got to talk about other things but jairus as well how he was putting him he was a synagogue leader he was basically trashing his career. Mm, mm. I would imagine this was not a popular move for a synagogue leader. You're probably right <laughs> <laughs> at the time. <laughs> yeah, um, and I th- I thought that was amazing. He he was risking everything mm. to do that. And now you've got the dis- like you've got the reaction of people in his hometown that it, we. Mark focuses on those who just basically didn't accept that Jesus was God because they knew him when he was a lad and growing up and all that stuff. But then there were those there that were healed that we don't find out more about. Mm. And then you've got him, the response of the disciples. We assume the disciples did go out. And it's like with all these people responding to Jesus in different natural ways, here we get that first glimpse of Jesus saying, this is what you need to do about this mm. that first glimpse of okay you're seeing the kingdom now you've seen how it works and that's now, true isn't it because up yeah. till now
0: in all the previous chapters you're right that the response has been this is who jesus is what you're going to do in response and like you say we're actually at a stage and probably a lot of people listening to this we're at a stage where we have made that response mm-hmm. and it's like what's our next step what should we be doing now isn't it and i guess yeah. like you say that's this is kind of the first time that that's really come out you mm. know we obviously all the stuff's been useful and we've been able to get some you know really good sort of lessons and challenges out of the previous passages mm-hmm. but I, but you're right this is the first time jesus is actually saying this is what i want you to do yeah now you've made that response now you now you are mine mm. it doesn't stop there yeah and um yeah no that that's a that's it's, a big it's challenge. just it
1: is genuinely getting personal mm. yeah it really is so in terms of how we respond to this jesus sending out the 12 he seems to say to them you need to get rid of everything and just focus on the kingdom Mm. i find that really inspiring personally that's the probably the biggest thing out of the last couple of weeks that i've taken just don't worry about everything else in fact purposefully leave all that stuff with me Mm. I imagine Jesus just watching them walk off with nothing, and he's like, "Yes, I've got all their bread." <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> so I just chows down on all their bread, and that. But leave all that stuff with me. You don't need that. Just go. Massive moment for these young
0: men who've already given up their careers. Well, let's let's take that as our um, impetus then for the next next. Well, it's going to be the next four weeks, isn't it? Because we're going to have a little break in Ecclesiastes, which yeah. is less about sort of doing it's more about sort of thinking about the world it's a bit more philosophical isn't it yeah. which to say we're going to get more philosophical than sometimes we have been yeah. is a worrying thought yeah um
1: if you're looking to um not listen to like pick a podcast to not listen to i'd say next time we'll be the one to avoid amen <laughs> <laughs> definitely oh, there we go right are we ending it there yep. is that how it is okay then well goodbye paul Goodbye, Jamie. And they all said... Amen.
0: Pharisee, Sadducee, heresy,
1: follow me, Galilee, loving me, MCJC, JC, history, mystery, prophecy, honesty, integrity, humanity, trinity, a deity, priest, test me, sick men, bless me, synagogue, bless me, some don't get me, Lord or the Sabbath, because the Lord's about grace, you don't like me, then say to my faith... I don't know if you realise, yeah, but I'm God, so just wind your neck in, drop it. This time it's personal, let's make this truth more tangible. Wanna touch my cloak, understandable, I'll heal any heart that's worshipful. Return
0: to the lost with hearts receptive, next time I'm trying to gonna bring perspective. Next man comes saying, galim dead, Just because I tell it that she get out of end. I'm tired of dealing with these Pharisees, you know, I wanna smash it.